Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome back to Hollywood. Segment three. Um, interesting uh, story out of the Canton area, actually more toward Louisville. There was a uh, student, obviously, were wearing masks to school, um, you know, to help prevent, you know, COVID. And there a, a Catholic school up there, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, very familiar up there. Honestly, I grew up probably 10 months away from the school. Well, they had a school there that wanted to wear a Black Lives Matter map. Well, controversial. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, some people have issues there for a variety of reasons. Um, and said, look, um, and it came down to the point where the Diocese of Youngstown said, hey, you cannot have any more statements and symbols on masks because of its symbol uh, or any type of um, symbols at all of its schools. And I'm not sure if they were making a statement as much about Black Lives Matter. I guess the thought was if people complain about Black Lives Matter, why do you let certain masks and other masks? And I don't know. I mean, I like a plain mask. You know, I'm, I'm more of a plain type of guy. But I don't know. Brandon, is this a big deal? Or, I mean, I think anytime you involve Black Lives Matter, it becomes controversial either way. But I, I don't know. Should we be more upset about this, or how should we feel? Well, I mean, like, uh, I would say there's a couple points. The first point I would have is, you know, mm -hmm. there is sort of that weird, you know, the tale of two Black Lives Matter. One is the um, just the sentiment, the idea that, yes, Black Lives Matter, as much as any lives matter in terms of, you know, they should not be experiencing the kind of police treatment that, um, that th some of these high profile cases have sh revealed. Um, and that's just, these are just, those are just like, you know, George Floyd and on and on and on. These are just cases that were caught on camera. We don't know about what's, what's scary is we don't know what's going on when it's the cameras, you know, there's no camera video footage, uh, of, of, uh, interactions between black Americans and police officers. Um, so the, you know, black lives matter as I hate to bring it as just a sentiment, but then there's this, you know, Black Lives Matter, the move, the organization, the movement, the however the critics characterize it as like something a little more nefarious or politically um, uh, agenda, politically agenda. I'm not saying that they're right or wrong. I'm just saying like that's why they that's why they get so upset or triggered uh, seeing seeing um, any mention of the of the phrase. Um, and that it feels like you're pushing more of a political agenda, which is kind of a little sad in the sense of of the bigger picture. The second point, though, is that it, there is a constitutional 
uh, aspect to it. I mean, this is more of a private school. Um, you know, student, if this was a public school, this shouldn't be, this wouldn't be an issue, I think, because students are allowed to have free speech in a public school setting. There was yeah. a, a, a very horrid uh, case where students were allowed, for instance, to wear um, black armbands to protest the Vietnam War. Um, it's just really, the question was, was this, was this a disruption to the learning environment? Um, and I think that's really the takeaway there. Um, and usually what's funny is, is like, it's usually when school districts overreact, um, that creates even more disruption. I just think that school, school folks should just really just like pick their battles in a way. I mean, sometimes it's funny when you read this occasional, an occasional article about, uh, poor women who, you know, student, female students who have, you know, they go to, they go to school wearing what they think is appropriate for the dress code. And it's just whether it's the shape of their body or the way the clothes fit to them, it's the teachers, the administrators feel say, nah. And that triggers more outrage from the parent who's like, um, who's kind of, who looks at it and says, I don't see anything inappropriate. So I just feel like school administrators are just, they're very, they're very sensitive folks uh, in terms of these kinds of things. And I think they need to kind of be mindful and kind of, uh, and, figure out is it worth having the, the debate um is it really disrupting the learning environment well and i guess craig if they had to say no at least they banned everything you know it would probably look worse if they said no black lives matter but let's have these other symbols you know i mean if they well, had to take action at least take action by everything yeah, I mean, if you're going to do this, then you better ban everything. I just kind of, I'm kind of curious though, if if some student has ever, you know, and I, I guess this young man had started it, you know, after attending a rally for the George Floyd, you know, protesting the George Floyd murder, and you know, really, you know, was doing it for Black History Month. I just kind of, I'm kind of curious though, if any students there have ever worn a mask not affiliated with the school, like a, a logo of the school, but. You know, maybe if they've worn something with scripture on it or a cross on it, if they would have been met with the same resistance. I just I'm curious, you know, maybe we'll never know that, but I'm kind of curious to see if some students would be able to tell a story like, well, this this person over here wore a mask that had just a random, you know, scripture on it or a cross on it or some other kind of Catholic or Christian logo on it. If they would have been met with the same resistance of you can't wear that at our school because, I don't know that they would probably turn someone away for wearing a cross on their mask that wasn't associated with, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas's logo or school, you know, affiliation of any kind. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like even Black Lives Matter. I always am struck because whenever I hear an opponent of Black Lives Matter, they're like, well, this group is bad. It's nefarious and everything. I was looking right now at their Facebook page. They have 729,000 followers, which is a lot. Hey, I'd love it when, if we ever got to 729,000 followers. I get that. But for this worldwide movement, it really doesn't have a ton of followers. And that's the group, not the idea of Black Lives Matter. So I'm wondering if this nefarious group is being thrown out there when really, I don't think the nefarious group, or if they're nefarious, I don't even know. I don't think people think about that as much when they think about Black Lives Matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think yeah. I mean, like people um, don't um, 
I don't when they when they're when if they're identifying with the statement, they're not necessarily identifying with necessarily maybe some of the organized factions or or, or uh, institutions that come with it. I think it's 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 more than just any particular group. It's an idea. I think that's the best way you put it. I earlier said sentiment, but I think it's an idea. Uh, I think that's uh, the best way to put it. And I what? think um, people get upset thinking tying it to something. Tying it, trying to make it more concrete than than the idea. And if that group was more concrete, you'd think it would have fifty million followers by now, right? Or eighty million well, or more. This now. this is something people don't understand. I think it's just it's it's a it's movements today are democratized. Right. Um, they're no longer protected by gatekeepers like they were in the '60s. Like you know, civil rights movement, you had your gatekeepers like Dr. King or whatnot. Um, you know. Um, even, even like, you know, Al Qaeda is the face of Al Qaeda. Uh, I'm not trying to compare. This is like, just point out it was the face of Al Qaeda, for instance, was Osama bin Laden. Compare that fast forward ISIS. Do you know yeah. who the head of ISIS, the face of ISIS is? You don't because it's right. democratized, right. uh, occupy wall street. No, no specific spokesperson, um, tea party movement, um, not, not necessarily. They could, might, might, maybe, maybe name a few people, but really, no face of that movement because they're become because social media has sort of made these movements democratized, and there's no um, 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 person like to be necessarily the gatekeeper that takes all the criticism or and and is able to respond to it directly. So, really, Black Lives Matter is what you make it as an individual and as people. Well, and, and there's people out there and. I hear this on my Facebook, so let's finish out a segment by me answering the comments I'm sure I'll get private or public on this. You know, people will say all lives matter. And in essence, all lives matter, yeah, I mean, you'd have to inhuman not to say every life matters, because they do. But the reason why black lives matter has become a thing, because throughout history, not just in the last 10 years, but people of different races and I want to include Asian Americans, I want to include all people of color, have been mistreated about the color of their skin. So if you're out there saying all lives matter, you need to recognize the importance of African-American people, Asian people, other people like that. And sadly, we haven't. And that's why we're sitting here. That's why uh, Derek Chavin's on trial right now for the death of George Floyd where he has needs to the guy's throat for, what, six minutes or something. You know, because of these failures, we're showing that all lives don't matter, so we're drawing attention to black lives, and we're drawing attention to Asian-American lives. I mean, would you guys say that's kind of the point of all this? Yeah, I mean, that seems like what that's the point of what this guy is trying to accomplish. This, uh, this freshman is, you know, in a story he's asking for, for the school to discuss these issues. And, you know, so it, it, it certainly seems like his, you know, he's doing this for all the right reasons based on this story. So, you know, I think he just wants to have, you know, a voice out there about what's going on and, and you know, see if they can discuss this in school. That's pretty admirable that this freshman wants to, you know, maybe wants to learn more, maybe wants to, you know, engage in conversation. I don't know how many, you know, how many kids of you know students of color they have at that school? But you know, sixty four hundred students or so in a in a bigger city area, they, I'm sure they have a few. So, you know, it, it it seems like he's being stifled for whatever reason. I don't know why, but you know, hopefully they have a better answer than that. It creates commotion on social media. 
I can tell you unless things have changed, and again, I covered games out there 15, 20 years ago, but when I covered games out there, it was mostly white. I mean, to be honest, uh, you know, the school makeup. So, All right, well, hey, we're wishing the best, and I, I guess I understand the policy change, but overall, let's get the conversation going. You know, if it's not on mask, I get that. Uh, but, you know, the conversation needs to be had. Um, and it's part of education. You know, it's good stuff. So, all right. Again, thanks for checking out the Ohioan. Um, again, please check our sponsors, Chase Bank, um, Manly Man Company, Dropbox. And, again, please remember, check out the Hope Interrupted Podcast. Episode 2 drops tomorrow. And click the link. We got links uh, on our website uh, to it. And check out the book. Um, consider buying the book. A very good look at trying to solve some of these very issues we just talked about in this episode. All right, we'll be back uh, with um, Alyssa and Jen from Columbus Dispatch talking about the recent happenings at the Columbus Zoo. All right, see you guys in a minute.